Thanks for tuning in and listening to Riley on Film. I am Damian Riley, your ghost host. While you're here, I hope you got your horrors worth. Find out more and subscribe, only not in that order, at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, enjoy the show. Okay, this is my preview show of The Black Phone. I have actually seen a few clips of this film, which makes it feel like I've seen it, but of course I have not seen it. This is a preview show. So I won't be sharing any spoilers because I don't know a whole lot of them. I will try to keep any behind the scenes stuff that I know uh, to a minimum, but otherwise there will be no spoilers in this show. Ethan Hawke, he has sort of emerged as a horror guy. Uh, We had him in um, Sinister, and, uh, well, he's been a vampire. He's he's just been in a lot of horror through time, which is pretty cool. And uh, he's one of my favorite actors. So, of course, I'm looking forward to really dissecting this movie One thing I will just note right here at the get-go is that it has like 90% on every democratically uh, created score, like Rotten Tomatoes, uh, IMDb, the Metacritic score, as I recall, I think it was 60-something, which for horror is about par for the course, but it's just been doing really well. It's been very profitable, it appears, I myself in order to watch it this afternoon, had to rent it because it is not available on any of my services. I don't think it's available free anywhere. I think you do still have to rent it. I don't know how much it'll be when you listen to this, but for me it was $5.50 USD. And uh, I'm going to check it out later. Just wanted to note a couple things about it. Maybe a couple things that I'll sort of do this to remind myself to look for. Apparently, the the main story that it says, the, the very bare-bones story of it, is you have uh, either a child molester or a serial killer, maybe both, who is somehow wearing a mask and trapping people in his basement. Well, while down there, this young boy, kind of Timothy Chalamet-style, I don't know the name of the actor, but... He's down there, and there's a black phone down there, and uh, it's kind of a portal to past victims of this guy, played by Ethan Hawke, who wears a mask. The mask is pretty scary. And this is just, like, unprecedented how popular this movie is for a horror movie, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And, uh... Without any further ado, we'll just uh, take a look at it and get back to you in the next uh, part of the episode. Okay, talk to you then. Okay, so I have now seen the black phone. My thoughts are a bit scattered, but it was definitely good i definitely enjoyed it i don't really see why so many people 
are giving it in the 90s and 80s, but probably for me is around the 70s. Uh, which, by the way, it takes place in the 70s and 80s, I believe. I don't know how old I am now, but I remember a lot of the things uh, in it. I'm 53, so... At any rate, um, I really like Ethan Hawke. I would see anything he was in. Uh, well, not anything. Some He's had some some weird choices. But going back and thinking about Dead Poets Society, uh, so many things that he was in that I enjoyed growing up. I loved him in Reality Bites, if anybody remembers that movie. That's a great love story. It's also just a fun coming-of-age drama. But I digress a little bit. I'm going to get back to this guy with the mask that I've been seeing everywhere. And every time I tried to watch the black phone, I realized it wasn't on any of my services. I finally found it on Prime, but I had to rent it for $5, which I did because I am lucky enough to have $5. And uh, I wanted to see the movie, so I went ahead and paid for it. Since then... I've seen it about one and one half times. Let me explain. The broken up time, I was sort of cleaning my kitchen and kind of sticking my head in. And later I started watching it with my daughter and her friend and we didn't finish it. And then later I watched it, all the rest of it by myself. So that's what I mean. Probably know a few parts better than others because we saw them twice. Um, okay, it's an abduction. Uh, I'm gonna, probably might have some spoilers, but I'll try and keep them mild. How's that? So if you can't have any spoilers for this, probably stop now. Okay. At any rate, he gets, you know, it's an abduction. Uh, I just can't, I can't help but be bored with the whole Stranger Things retro Going back to the 80s. I love that because that was my childhood. But I mean enough already. That was a thing. It had flair. But you just see all this now. 80s stuff. Trying to recreate like. You know like they got the jackets like in Red Dawn. You know with the no sleeves. And it's just. It's getting old people. Let's just do cool stuff in 2022. That way you don't have to build a bunch of sets too. Just something to think about. But I, as you can tell by my tone, I'm not really kind of like into this film. I really kind of was shocked as I, as it ended. It was a good ending. Uh, you know, a lot of this movie is, is good stuff. It's just like it, Stranger Things. I mean, they just keep making these types of movies with the kid. Now, let me back away from all of that because that's really the fault of the movie. But the book is actually a short story and it was written by Joe Hill the son of Stephen King. So I definitely like his style. It kind of reminded me sort of like Horns, that movie Horns with Daniel Radcliffe. Anyway, I think he's got a great style. I I did read one of his books. Um, and uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was the one Nosferatu, or I don't know how you say it really, but I read that one. And that one was real imaginative and great. And and I think he's, like, amazing. So I don't want to put him down. But I just thought they tried to bend the movie too much to look like Stranger Things. So that's kind of just my 
two cents on it. Uh, what did you think about it? Let's make this one more of a communal thing. Uh, you can leave me a voice message uh, that will be posted in as a voice message uh, on Anchor. If you visit me on Anchor at Riley on Film. Uh, otherwise, you can just leave a comment, whatever service you're at, uh, preferably RileyOnFilm.com because I get notifications. All right. Well, I guess I'm out for now. I, I would give this film like a 7 out of 10. Uh, I was expecting something a little bit more imaginative uh, movie filmmaking wise. The story is very imaginative. I love it how the phone down there, you know, reports on little tips from the people who've been killed by him previously. That was a great way to build suspense. And it was creepy. Uh, I just, when it all came together for me, it just wasn't like a 10 or a 9. It was about more like a 7. Okay, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe always for free at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, have a great day.